All right. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the AM show with your host, Clout Cobain. And I am joined with me, as always, by the man walking around New York City yelling about JPEGs, Mr. Free Market Capitalist. I trust hey that you're not going to get hit by any uh, fire trucks today. No, that was a one-time thing, and I think it was actually pretty entertaining. So let's not complain too much. You, yeah, you just got to do these things for the content, right? Right, right. All for the gram, baby. Oh. <laughs> well, we are uh, not doing this live on the gram, but we are doing it, as always, on the Alpha Mint Discord. Um, we had a couple of incidents over the last couple of days recording these shows. We always try and put them up on Spotify and Apple Music. Unfortunately, that did not happen. Uh, I messed one up. And then yesterday, I'm not really sure what happened. But, you know, these things, these things, I guess, do occur. But uh, we're looking at fixing that. And we're also, as I mentioned earlier, looking at doing some big things starting next week, potentially going live on on YouTube and and trying to increase our reach and, and get some more people into the show. So on that note, how was your uh, how was your Wednesday? It was good. It was good. The market continued to remain suppressed, maybe until the end of the day when it seemed that the shit coins led by SHIB. Uh, started to cool off a bit, and today you're still seeing a pretty big pullback. And some projects that we had flagged uh, during this really rough period look to be leading the way out uh, when volume creeps back in slowly now. Yeah, for sure. And I know where you're going with this. Really quickly, I just want to talk about the what I see on WGMI and some encouraging signs. I've also seen that uh, some stats posted about volume increasing over the last couple of days, which is, you know, obviously good for the market and what you need to keep those floors kind of uh, um, maintained, but, um, looking at WGMI and the one day changes, you know, we have six projects that were over 20% growth. So some, some notable ones, Boongie, Cryptodes, uh, Creature World, Damien Hurst, the currency and, uh, sandbox land which i'm not familiar with but those are all over 20 percent. and then um you know the the green goes pretty deep yesterday on the one day changes uh lazy lions monkey bet v friends winter bears bears deluxe kongs kaiju punks comics doodles peaceful groupies all of these things uh you know maybe not huge huge days but definitely on the right uh the right path so remains to see whether this is uh you know a dead cat bounce or or a bear trap. I'm not really sure one way or another. Obviously, the next week will will be a good indicator of things to come. Uh, well, you know, I, I I'm a big disbeliever of the myth that the price of of Ethereum in dollars uh, is what's affecting the NFT market. It's purely rotation into a hotter trend, which happens all the time in traditional markets and crypto, and that's really the only thing that I see that was affecting the market. And now you're seeing a bit of stabilization as people aren't scrambling to get ETH to throw into the next dog meme coin. Because as we know, I bought Scooby at the exact top uh, about two days ago, which has now caused <coughs> the meme coins to head in a downward spiral towards zero, which is what they're worth. Important lesson here is if you ever want the shitcoin rally to stop, just send a couple coins free market's way, let him invest it, and the market absolutely will just dump. 
<laughs> Scooby is one of uh, my favorite shows and my son's favorite shows, and that's how I bet on horses too. So when I saw Scooby, I had to buy. Uh, I mean, <laughs> you should be quoting like not financial advice with that statement, please. <laughs> Did that sound like financial? Oh, uh, maybe a little bit, yeah. Um, but you know, maybe it's good financial advice. I have no idea. Uh, I'm gonna stay away from that one. Um, what you were leading into earlier, though, is, uh, you know, I, I again, time time is a weird thing in this space. I think probably about two weeks ago, we were talking about uh, Forgotten Runes, Wizards Cult, going on a little bit of a run. Um, I You sent me the tweet, but uh, Will Sheehan, uh, Wilberforce on Twitter, posted uh, a little chart about Forgotten Runes, Wizards Cult. And how it's performed over the last month. And, uh, you know, unbeknownst to us at the time of saying it, it has actually done really well. It never seems to be on the top of the uh, daily gainers. But over since the beginning of October, it's looking at almost 80 percent up. Well, a lot of the blue chip projects that he's referred it to against uh, Mutant Ape Yacht Club, Mebits, Punks, Bored Apes, Loot. Uh, pudgy penguins, all of those are down between 15 and 70%. So, I mean, this has almost been an incredible store of value. Uh, and right now, looking at the open sea, it's sitting at about a 0.85 floor, but the volume's been good on it. I see a bunch of uh, purchases, one ETH and above, the most recent being three ETH. You have a little bit of insight into this project, but uh, yeah. I- Interesting to look back and see that still still kicking around. I think the main insight on this project is basically, you know, there are two categories that I think are good hodls or good long term holds in this game. Right. And there are blue chips and elites. And we all know the names of those. But there are also a lot of projects that have a ton of whale interest and whale love you know they're loved by the right people in the industry but they don't have wildly high floors yet and those are your next potential elites and blue chips and forgotten wizard runes is a good one uh the art is obviously very nostalgic it's pixel dungeon and dragon type art which a lot of people are doing now but i think people are doing it because it works and it hits the right uh spot so the art is actually very good. Um, yeah. There's a lot of variants in it. They seem to have a deep lore, uh, a well-rounded kind of universe that they've been building in. And, you know, something about that nostalgia, something about the the devs in the project has kept the floor increasing during this bear market. Uh, and people seem to be accumulating them at a, a pretty rapid speed. So, um, you know, not tooting our own horn for having this, you know, being spoken about. But, uh, you know, it's it's always fun to look back at some of these projects that we have mentioned that we weren't too familiar with and see, you know, how they've how they've continued to do. The things that are flat or perform well during the bear are usually the things that lead us out of it. So that's why these type of things pique our interest. Just keep an eye on them and watch how it works. Uh, Speaking of things that may or may not lead us out of the bear market, uh, we had a good talk in our pre-show about Clonex and the few shoes and um you know maybe what the great play is here uh maybe some differing opinions between you and i about the Clonex project obviously it's hype as fuck obviously uh there's you know there's, there's going to be a lot of people minting it but kind of what it does post mint and where it ends up falling on the uh dutch auction 
it, it leaves a lot to to debate about and whether or not maybe just taking the fuo eth would be uh advisable or not so i know you have pretty strong opinions on that if you want to lead that project so here's here's kind of the calculus or the math you have to do right before clonex was announced it was a cure at the time but before it was announced these nfts that were originally used to forge physical sneakers uh that were painted by the artist fiwo uh, who just had his art sell at Sotheby's for millions of dollars. The guy tends to make one of ones now, um, but he works very closely with Artifact, uh, as do a lot of big artists as they announced Takashi Murakami. Now, these were worth about one E before they announced Clonex, and now they're all worth about 13 E. And you and get three mi- mints from them, right? Right. You get the main reason they have this premium now is because you get three mints of this project, Clonex, where it's going to be a Dutch auction that starts at three ETH and works its way down over set amounts of time. Um, So at least nine and many people are predicting, you know, as much as 12 of the premium in these NFTs is because of this Clonex thing. Now, the market has shown us that It is very hard to mint out even smaller projects than Clonex, right? And it's very soft for projects in the secondary, even if they do mint out. And this is 3D art. So I think there's a lot of knocks against it, but I come at this from a different perspective. So before we do that, let's let's dig into that commentary a little bit. So right now... Doing the math on the Fuo shoes um, and all of kind of the pre-sale mints that they have going on, it's 0.05 and they're minting 10,000 of them at that point, right? And then the other 10,000 of them are going to a Dutch auction that's starting at 2 ETH and dropping down. Do you know the rate at which it's dropping or do they even yet? I haven't announced a rate. It starts at 3. Oh, three. And okay. Yeah, it's going to start at three and then drop down probably over increments of five to 10 minutes, usually with these things. And then it's by 0.1 or something like that. I, you know, but sometimes these, they do different structures like over an, you know, 30 minutes or an hour. So we'll see. They haven't announced it. And just, you know, the hot take that you kind of had mentioned, um, not sure that I personally agree with it, but I mean, you're you're right about these things more often than I am, was that you believe that they are going to mint out at how much? Around 2E, Around maybe 2E. a little less, between 2 and 1 for sure, I believe. Yeah, I mean, and, and this is crazy. So you start to do that math. And if you are correct about it, this is a project that could pull in upwards of $100 million just on the the minting process alone which is an absolutely uh absurd number especially in this market but i mean you seem pretty confident about that and uh, who am i to tell you otherwise right we don't know i mean this this if if something like that happens i have to believe that nfts are going to be back in full force at that point and that's why we've talked about this kind of being a metric for the market i mean i'll say this much i will not be surprised if it's say mints out at one and then falls to 0.5 after I won't be shocked. I won't be like, Oh my God, I was so no. I mean, it, I have conviction about them, but this is an extremely soft market. And we've seen some very, very high profile mints not go well. So that, you know, these are all fair points. 
I come at this from a pedigree perspective. It's kind of funny when people talk about history and NFTs when we're, you know, about four years old, uh, maybe a little more. And there are very few companies that are our actual presence in this market, right? You have Larva Labs, okay? You have Bored Apes, which is very new, but you also have Artifact. There's This is... People talk about utility a lot nowadays. It's the buzzword for your project. It has to have utility. What does it do, et cetera? These guys literally invented utility. I have the utmost confidence that not only will these Clonex NFTs have utility, and they have listed the things that it does give you, which are the artifact holder benefits. And as you can see, holder benefits for me have so far included I bought uh an NFT for 1.2 E. They gave me two NFTs that are now each worth 13. All right. They sent me a pair of physical sneakers that are selling for $3,000 on the sneaker site right now. And all these things are mint passes for their future projects as long as you hold them. So they're always going to have future utility for what they're doing. They're experts at physical merch. But why am I bullish on a 20000 project in this market when even five and 10,000 projects are having a hard time of selling out. It's really because they aren't tapping into the known NFT market as much as any other project. They are going into the entertainment industry, into the luxury era. That's why they announced Takashi Murakami, who is one of the largest artists in the world and contracted under Louis Vuitton as having made a lot of the traits for this project. They're not targeting the NFT market with the public mint. So I think there's a very good chance these sell out as fashion accessories for the rich, not because the usual suspects go in and ape. That said, the usual suspects are going to go in and ape. When was the last time you saw Pranksy show up in the whale watching stream? Guess when he's going to show up for the first time in a long time. It's when he apes into a hundred of these things and he will. I mean, you, right? you, you make a lot of good points there. And uh, I, I tend to agree with uh, your opinion, even if I don't agree with like the actual way that it's going to go down. Like I, I, I can't see this thing not minting out. I can't see it not being a success. It's just to, to what degree it is, is what we're talking about. Um, a couple questions for you because you have strong feelings about this. Uh, first is Illidan, our, uh, our resident, uh, South African has asked, um, when, <laughs> when was the three E start announced? Was that something that you saw in their discord or, you know, you have some insight into that on the yeah, site. It doesn't the, actually say in- that it's been announced, but. It's on, it's in their Discord, and if you go to the Clonex site, uh, it says that they're doing a Dutch auction that's going to start between three and one. But the conventional wisdom, if you go into the Discord and talk with the mods, and, you know, you have to be in the conversation. They're not putting the one thing about this company; they don't make a lot of announcements. You know, we say there's a lot of hype around the project. Think about who you've heard about the project from. It's like six people who are very devoted to this, but it's not like they're out there promoting this. This isn't Mecca. They don't have a false 105,000, you know, member uh, count in their Discord. Well, speaking of people out there promoting it, shout out to Tropics, who was uh, DJing the Barrax Discord launch party last night. Um, Don't need to talk about Barrax until it's done minting, but uh, just a little, little segue there. But yeah, continue. 
what was it like 500 people i think yeah uh, there was a lot of people in there and yeah. it was it was pretty massive and that mint is going to be interesting we are watching that one closely and it's pretty soon yeah um, there's gonna but, be lots to talk about uh you know the post-mortem on that yeah so i mean those are my real those are my general opinions on artifact and like we said i'm you know i am i don't have a million percent conviction in the short term that these are going to be good trades or maintain their price after the secondary. At the same time, I am not willing to call that this is going to be a flop like Mecca or like any other mint we've seen. This is a different animal. And I do believe it has a chance to either revive this market or confirm that we're going to be in a little bit of a sludge uh, ahead of us. Last discussion point about Clonex. Um, You hold one of these fuos too? I hold one currently. I I had been given, I I had given two and I currently hold one. So I'll be able to mint three. So my my question to that is um, what would constitute after the fact you wishing that you had sold your fuo if anything i mean you you obviously have belief that this will continue to provide value obviously the value that you've received from it at this point is substantial so uh you know you're it's almost like you're free rolling anyways but like just out of curiosity what in hindsight would make you go god i wish i'd fucking sold that here's a few things i expect and i'll be disappointed if it doesn't happen i believe one they're going to announce future utility for their current nfts the ones that are going to be used as mint passes right now they're fiwo nfts there's really three artists in this industry that demand the type of uh money that fiwo can get and that's x copy Pac, and fiwo i mean yes people okay there's a few of them but he's up there in that echelon There are rumors that he's about to do his own PFP project and that his NFTs are going to be mint passes for that. I mean, there's probably not a larger name out there that you would be excited. If you go look at his art, you know his NFT project is going to be next level. This kid's a Picasso. And I, you know, I I don't say it lightly. Like, this is these. uh, So if they don't announce these things before, they take the snapshot, this is obviously going to crash. You know, the moment they take the snapshot, it's going to crash by a minimum of 9E, if not more. So I'll be disappointed if they don't announce utility beforehand and then it does have a failure on the secondary afterwards and whatever it does mint out at it, it has a 50% fall. At least announce some utility before that happens. So the current NFTs we're holding maintain their premium while Clonex can go out and see what the market does with it. That would, you know, if I was running the company, it's what I would be thinking about. And I would pay Fiwa whatever he wants to have that kind of exclusivity. Yeah, I appreciate, always appreciate your insight into this, especially as, you know, somebody who's, who's been in this space, uh, obviously thinks about it a lot. And, you know, you're, you're in the thick of it with actually holding these and you are going to get, uh, three clone X. So it's, um, it's interesting to get your perspective on it because I am on the outside looking in. I'm, I'm priced out of it at this point and I'm probably not going to be participating in it. You know, I, I, I do, like I said, think this is going to be a success, but, um my experience with 3D has also been uh less than um premium so you know it, this is regardless just going to be something that's interesting to watch and and talk about obviously there's going to be more discussions in the future so um let's uh let's switch gears one more time 
uh, Shubang posted a pretty interesting Twitter Twitter thread that we didn't really get a chance to talk about, but he posted it in the DGen Dojo um, by uh, Barat Crimo Cremo. Uh, you read this because you were talking about it a little bit, but just about you know megacorps building their megacorp verse, obviously in reference to Meta, but also other companies that are going to jump in. Um, and, and the overarching theme of this was just like, it's going to happen. These th- companies are going to throw massive amounts of money in it and they're going to monetize it in any way that they can possible. Uh, but, you know, just remember your roots, remember where you came from and uh, remember the importance of decentralization. Once that kind of, you know, that theme arrives, there was a pretty good discussion going on there. You, you know, you had some thoughts about it and something that you also feel pretty passionately about. Yeah, I think, you know, this is it. We talked about the main takeaway from the meta announcement was that Web 2 is acknowledging the threat from Web 3, right? And they're not stupid. They all go to the same parties and talk about the same things. And they're all going to pivot to appear like Web 3. And it's going to be in an effort to maintain their customers, to make it appear like they're pivoting into this new paradigm. And to essentially centralize what we are trying to create as a decentralized metaverse. Do you, do you think that yeah. the public sentiment wants or needs decentralization enough to prevent that? Or do you think it's just one of those things that we're going to have to accept? Because when I think about going on Facebook and I think about my my grandparents or my uh, my aunts and uncles, the way that they use Facebook and the way that they view putting their own content up on there, like I don't think really that they give a shit about the fact that um, Facebook is, you know, monetizing their data, uh, potentially monetizing their content. Um, those kind of themes don't really resonate with that crowd the way that it would with you or me. I think that's why a lot of us were drawn to BitClout in in the first place, uh, which is where, you know, we all kind of started to connect and, and the reason probably why we're sitting here today talking. Uh but it, it's just a really interesting discussion on, you know, do people do do you think that the mainstream is going to need the metaverse to be decentralized? Do you think that the mainstream is going to need NFTs the way that we think we need NFTs? And uh, if they do, like, what do you think the timeline for this is? You know, this this, nah, this thread is never. saying like it's coming in six to twelve months. Um, never okay. My timeline, my timeline for that is never. The public's never going to care. It's not that they don't care. They do care. They want centralization. I, I don't care what they say or how they act. This is not a pitch to the public. This is a pitch to creatives. And this is why NFTs are so important. For the first time in history, we've said, hey, take this paycheck. It's bigger. It's yours. Nobody else is getting a cut of it. Please take this over their money. And of course, it's going to be a battle. I don't know who's going to win, but this is our pitch to them right now. Please, creatives, come here. Don't go there. And I think the pitch is working very well. Yeah, I, I think that the developers and um, the artists and the creatives being drawn to um, being able to monetize directly rather than getting paid by these big companies, I think that's going to be a huge plus. Uh, I, I think that the call is out there and you start to see all of these new artists jump into the NFT space um, established, uh, you know, even even Nike's kind of doing it. But again, they're they're one of those the big corps that are being referred to. But, well, you know, Apple, I, I Apple, think. Yeah. yeah. 
Sorry, I was just going to say Apple was a niche company only used by creatives originally. It was too expensive for the public. The reason the public gravitated towards it is because the people they looked up to and consumed content from used it. Yeah, I mean, I like to, you know, and I think you're going to go through this pretty soon, too, with your kid. Um, But, you know, mine's 10 right now. He loves playing Fortnite. He loves playing Rocket League. Uh, He went through a Roblox phase. Um, You know, Fortnite and Roblox specifically are kind of metaverses in themselves. He used it as a social outlet with his friends, especially during COVID. Um, And the way that he talks about it, you know, they are hyper conscious of skins, of rare skins, of rare, uh, you know, axes or whatever. And, you know, he'll he'll be playing a game and he'll be like, oh, dang, like. You know, this guy's rocking a, a galaxy skin. Like there's there's only a hundred of those. Like that account's worth like ten thousand dollars. You know, you can't transfer that shit on Fortnite. Like it's attached to the account and it's permanently attached to the account. And the only way that you can sell that on secondary is actually selling the account. There's a lot of risk involved in that. Um so I I imagine him getting older and going through this space needing that kind of of uh, digital ownership because his life has been largely in some kind of digital metaverse. You know, there will be a lot of people saying like, oh, the you know, this is the way the fucking world's going. And, oh, God, I don't, you know, but it is. It's the, the fact of the matter is, you know, we went from radios to TVs uh, to to the Internet, to smartphones and, you know, more and more and more of our lives and our social status has moved into a digital world. And I see that in children these days. And I don't think there's any stopping it. Uh, but I imagine him growing older and um, the the overall aggregate importance of this to, to kind of grow with that. I think this is, you know, your biggest bull case for NFTs is that for the next generation, for Gen Z and after, digital assets are native to them. This is it, like most Older people, millennials, Gen X, and boomers have to get their head around NFTs, right? We didn't value media. We bootlegged it. We stole it. We tried to get it for free, and that caused us not to value it. The younger generations have been given all their media for free. So it's this meta idea that within this media, there's different things you can own, and it's native to them. This is this is your largest bull case for NFTs, and it's why... You know, I think this industry is so exciting because digital ownership is quite the revolution. I yeah, I I think that um, there's almost a sliding scale as you increase the age of the person you're talking to. It makes less and less sense. And I do just think it's because, uh, you know, the proportion of their life that they've spent with or without these concepts uh, plays a huge factor in it. Right. I and, And that's not to be ageist. Like, I'm sure that there are, you know older people that actually truly and deeply get this as well as younger people who just don't see the merit or the value in it at all. Both are fine. Um, But I I just kind of always like to think about that aggregate kind of mentality that's shifting through society. And uh, I think gaming is really leading a charge in that. And I, you know, I, I have a hard time not seeing that this isn't going to be important to, um, you know, people born particularly after the year of 2010. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So um, on that note, we will talk about one other thing real quickly um, that My Pet Hooligan Project made a little bit of an announcement. They kind of doxed their team. 
Um, they have their website. So their company is called AMGI. They are an animation studio that has done some work with Coldplay and uh, BTS. Shout out to Loose, the biggest BTS fan in the world. Not in here today. But, um, you know, this is a company that has a track record. If you go on their website and you look at their projects, they do some really good work, although there is not a lot there. A couple of issues that I took from the project is, you know, on their discord, they said, this is so-and-so he's the CEO. He has been involved in this project, this project, this project, no link to a Twitter as with every other person that they mentioned, no link to a Twitter. So I have no way of verifying whether or not what they're saying on these profiles that they've released on discord is true, but it is nice to see that they are moving towards that, that they do have a legitimate website. Again, going back to that theme of discord hacks and whatnot, I now am aware of what their official website is, should it come down to uh, trying to mint it and should it come down to them having any issues with hacks? Yeah. And, you know, you got to be beware of these resumes in a sense, because when a large studio, you know, contracts work to an animation studio, that animation studio will then contract out work to dozens of other small studios who then get to put Disney and stuff on their resume. Right. So I'm not knocking them. But at the same time, I think padded resumes are a red flag. It's not necessarily I'm not indicating that this project has a bunch of red flags and should be stayed away from. But again, we start to add them up over time and everyone can make their own decisions. So there's no reason for a pumped resume. You know, dox yourself, say who you are. And then make it about the project. There's, you know, if you make it too much about your past, I'm not very confident about your future. Yeah, fair. And and speaking of the past on this project, you go onto their Twitter and you see it's been active since 2015. They have a total of 230 tweets. So they have been very, very inactive on Twitter and they have less than 300 followers. Uh, and as we found out, you can um, if you play your cards right, you can get up to 700 followers pretty quickly. I, I know I it, I'm always surprised when I'm in a 6000 person discord and I go check and the Twitter is 89 followers. Yeah. You, like you either did this backwards or there's something rotten in Denmark. Yeah. The art is cool. I like it. Again, going back to that idea, 3D doesn't play very well in NFTs right now. Maybe one day the meta will shift to that. Uh, Regardless, another project to watch and keep an eye on. So any other projects that you want to kind of uh, poke at before we move on to uh, the Q&A session? Mention one other one that seems to be, you know, questioning the market and the trend going on. There's a cute little project that's Pixel Phoenixes. I forget what the exact name is. It's I'll drop the link after the show. Is that Immortal um, Phoenix? Immortal Phoenix. Yeah, Thank yeah, you. Yeah. They made an announcement that they're they're asking the people in their Discord whether they think it's good to launch into this market or they should delay and wait. Um So I just thought I would point out that there is still concern out there, especially by new projects that don't have a pedigree as to whether they should launch into this market and wait. And that's one that, you know, I kind of like and was looking forward to. So uh, we'll see. Just thought I'd mention that. Yep. We have the uh, the link to the Discord being posted. Uh, I'm pulling their Twitter up right now. It is at Immortal at PHX. So like Phoenix, almost like the city acronym NFT. So uh looks like they just 
started their Twitter account. They have a hundred followers and they only have one post. But again, if, if uh, we've said it probably a hundred times in the last two weeks, just if you're interested in these projects, I would go and bookmark their actual legitimate uh, Twitter, Discord website and, and all of that and kind of cover your own ass. It's important. I mean, you want to have that admin work done before you get into these things like, you you know, and seeing teams kind of do it backwards, like you get excited about the art, you know, you can ramp up a discord quickly and you don't want to do these things backwards just for the big reason of security. You know, it, it leaves you open to the security failures. Yeah. And if you jump in that discord and you're interested in getting on the whitelist, they do just have in their giveaways. Like it seems to be like a couple times a day, they'll just give a random amount of whitelist spots away to anybody that reacts with um, the certain emoji. And uh, it seems like they're pretty content with just filling that up that way. I, I kind of think that that's a cool way to do it. You know, I don't we, we've we've beat the uh, the whitelist horse to death with talking about, you know, is it necessary? How much of it should it be? It's a conversation that will definitely come up again. Um, but yeah, I, you know, it, it just seems to be at this point all random. I'll tell you, I one thing I saw this morning that got me really excited. Some of our members are in legend maps and the whitelist is closed. I believe they're going to be minting within the next week from what I understand. Uh, but they opened up a game, an in-Discord game called The Oracle, which has a text kind of Dungeons & Dragons format where you do different quick actions, those words with the exclamation points in front of them. And by playing this game, you can win whitelist spots. I found this brilliant. You're, you're engaging your Discord users they're do it's it's something that they're going to enjoy doing uh for for that engagement and you're giving away whitelist spots with an actually fun game i want a big shout out to legend maps that's brilliant yeah i'm sorry i'm just trying to pull up their discord right now so i can pull up their uh their website but that's a project that you know doesn't seem to be in a hurry to do a ton like you said the whitelist is filled up but uh you know they're they're still doing interesting things oh crap it's definitely time for a a discord list cleanup <laughs> it looks a lot like forgotten wizard uh room yes exactly so, so i found if, it if, yeah. yeah old text based look- style game Yep. If you like that aesthetic, uh, it seems to be a genuine project that, like Cobain said, isn't in a hurry. So I always like that. Um, and uh, you can now play that game and maybe earn a whitelist spot. So go see if you enjoy playing it. Absolutely. All right. Well, if that's all you have this morning, I think that's all I need to talk about. So as always, we can uh, get your hands up in the uh, Discord. Oh, my God. I sounded like a DJ myself there. Like, put your hands up. <laughs> Uh, yes dj cobain yeah 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 um just wanted to shout out to a uh a clouded ones og hopping in here today at wendy lee who has um you know had a, had a lot going on in her life with the, her family business and whatnot but always good to see um some familiar faces from uh it feels like years past so happy to have you in here uh, also Hi, seeing digitalized just pop up in in here too. another uh, clout OG who did pretty well for himself making the uh, some JPEGs. They must have done the pitch on uh, BitCloud today. 
the <laughs> they must have tweeted out the show. Oh, clouded out the show. Yeah, maybe that'd be uh, that's <laughs> good. But also the familiar faces in here too is always always great to see. So if anyone wants to come up and talk, maybe Illidan wants to come up and shoot the shit like he does every morning at this point. I was only getting a rough count, but I think we got up to three thousand listeners today. <laughs> You might be off by a, a factor of 10 or 100, but that's oh, okay. okay. Oh, there it is. The invite has been sent. You have been summoned to the stage. Summoned. Our, our favorite Scottish Scotsman up on the stage. <laughs> it's fun. Morning to you. I'm from somewhere different every couple of hours. It's good. Well, fun. that's, you know, I, I'm going to have to start Googling like English speaking uh, um, countries so that we can continue this uh, shtick for you and say our everything. Welsh brethren. <laughs> no, we don't want to go that far. Um, hey, I'm Welsh. Yeah, I, yeah I, don't, I don't have too much to um, to add or talk about today. I just thought I'd come on and uh, say hi and uh, touch it on Artifact. Um, yeah, it, I'd really like to see them um, announce the utility before the event actually happens. Um, I mean, that was part of my decision-making process on when I sold mine because it seemed like they were going to do like maybe a sneaky, oh, we're going to do a snapshot and tell you afterwards or we're not going to tell you till the very last minute. And um, yeah, I mean, that can lead to the price uh, dipping a fair bit, right? Yeah, that's, um, my biggest, that's my biggest concern because I know they have the power to maintain, even if it didn't maintain 13, you know, if it's, fell to yeah. six or seven and you got your three clone yeah. you'd feel pretty good yeah 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 no, and, and, and again like um you know i think long term it can do quite well and you know it might not be a really good trade but long term it can do quite well but uh honestly if my mutants weren't fucking down so much i would have happily held that uh but i need to recoup those losses somewhere so that's why I pussied out. <laughs> Look, this is, you know, honestly, this is like one of those times where it's like, man, how do you not take the 13E? Like there are so few yeah. things. Like it is like it's the one thing. Maybe it's not super liquid, but if you undercut that floor, it'll go in a day. You know what I mean? I'm, like it's. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. You got to undercut very aggressively. I mean, like for, for me to sell mine, it, it literally took like two weeks. <laughs> Well, it literally took two weeks. So I mean, the bonus is thirteen, and they're offering eleven point two. Like, uh, yeah, it's a it's a large yeah. undercut. But you know, how many projects yeah. right now can you just grab that eleven E from? You know, if you need it yep. right away, it's it's not a lot. Yeah, I think um, uh, talking about the snapshot, uh, you know, I think that was some there was some learning um, that eight 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 did involved in that too announcing when yeah. he was taking the snapshot and immediately after that passed you would see the value of 888 just dump uh despite yeah. the fact that the promise was always that there was going to be continue to be more it, it was almost people yeah. people ended up swing trading just the announcements oh yeah i mean you could have made absolute bank if you were swing trading that and it was um you know it, it was it was real juicy swings. It were real juicy swings if you uh, had the balls to. Yeah, they were going up that. from like two point five down to like one point eight, back up to three, down to you know one point yep. nine. There, you know, there was some there was some big big volume and big big swings on those that yeah, I'm sure a lot of people did pretty well on. Much to eight eight eight's chagrin. 
Um, what else do we have that's uh, that's minting soon? Um, I, I saw in the Discord a few people mentioned uh, fish tanks. Yeah, the, soon. the fish tank was one that I actually wanted to shout out. If you are on the whitelist, you need to get in there and give them your address. As Scott pointed out, the mint is 0.055. And then with gas, you're probably looking at almost 0.1. So uh, if you're going to mint that, it better be a conviction play. Let me say this. Of the few games out there, this one seems to have the most confidence by the alpha rooms I'm in and other discords and mainly because they've already announced some sort of L2 situation where you're not going to be paying way for every action. And they're partnering, you know, with projects like Kaiju, where you're going to have, you know, 3000 rabid people who want them and uh, because they have little Kaiju accessories in there and stuff like that. So I think that there is going to be th- this is one that will i think will do well in a contrast to snails which launched on l1 at the just the worst possible time yeah i think that snails were uh were backed into a uh corner um with well yeah i mean one one more thing snails did was like um people farmed the fuck out of that whitelist right like i i i have mates that literally got over 20 whitelist spots on that (laughs) right right yeah um, Right, so I mean that makes it a little bit uh, a little bit iffy. But one thing I do like with um, with fish tanks is if you're on the whitelist, you're in the server, and if you're not, you're in a waiting room, which you know seems to work sometimes, uh, or you know maybe more often than not. So maybe that might um, that might help them. But I remember when like uh, Galactic Apes came out and their server was closed, everybody was just rabid as fuck to get into it. Well, so I think that's it's. It's brilliant because you've already given utility to an NFT somebody hasn't minted yet. Yeah, yeah, no, that one's um, that one's good. Um, on Immortal Phoenix, do we know how big their mint is going to be and stuff like that? I know it was small. I I want to say it was it was either one of those one thousand ones or three thousand, but it's definitely not more than that. Yeah, I have to go look okay. exactly. I want to say like nine ninety six or something. It was one of those absurdly low. Uh, mints. Right. Yeah, because I, I know Drac is doing like a thousand, um, which, right. uh, which is right. cool. Um, yeah, yeah. That's that's one that I might that I actually might mint because um, the the person that's behind it is meant to be like a, a league player or something, and they've got a bit of a following and blah blah blah. It looks like they're not rushing things too much. Um, this is Drac you're it, talking it, it, about. Yeah, Draca. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know what? The yeah. the one thing I love about Draca is just the the really low supply. Um, yeah, yep. I, I think that in this market and for the short term, low supplies are are ones if they can kind of catch that um, that that special magic that a project can. Um, those yep. things just rip. You know. Yeah. Um, it just it just makes it that much easier to get in and get out as well. Um, so yeah, I, I that's a, that's a big consideration in me going. You know what? I will actually mint this. Um, it looks like Immortal Phoenix is five k. Uh, by the way, I just, I'm just having a look at it now. It's a five k mint, so that is a little bit high. Yeah. Okay, it's five k. I thought it was uh, less yeah. than that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that is. Yeah, so no, that's probably probably why they're asking people whether it's good to launch into this market or not. Yeah. I mean, how how long do you think this, uh, you know, mystic creature copycat phase will uh, continue for? Um, you know, I think that 
it's going to be one of those things where the quality is just going to keep reducing project after project. <laughs> and yeah, look, because that's what you're going to look. I think the thing is, I always say this, every trend is a trend for a reason. This is something that resonates with a very large group of people. So it's not that, oh, pixel art's overdone, it's oversaturated, it shouldn't be done. It's that people who shouldn't be doing it are going to start copying the trend. And that's going to eventually cause some sort of froth and bubbles. So that that's no question. But I love still the projects I am most gravitate towards are the pixel projects. It's just what I like. I mean, you know, whatever. Everyone has their thing, but I like them right now. And I go through my phases too. So yeah, looking at Draca, I mean, there's a couple of things that I'm at least wary about. Uh, I I think the project will actually do quite well, um, especially if a project like Barracks can continue to do well after what they did. But uh, I digress. Um, you know, I, I'm pulling some pictures up right now and I'm looking at them. And one of the things that I would do is, you know, right click, save as and drop it into your profile picture on Discord and like a random server or something and just actually just see how it looks. Right. Uh, yeah. Draca as a picture looks really cool because um, it's obviously pixel art, but it is quite detailed. There's a lot going on there. But when you start to smush that down into, you know, a, a 20 by 20 or a 40 by 40 little little square or circle, uh, that detail doesn't end up translating very well. And again, you, you don't often see them as a, a profile picture when it comes down to that. And that seems to be what this is all about. I mean, they're literally called PFP projects for a reason, right? Yeah, and I think this is my biggest concern with Draka is is that I don't of all the pixel projects, I think the pixel art is the worst. And that doesn't mean I don't like it. I just think that all the dragons look relatively the same and like you said they're too detailed for a very very clean PFP. That said, the thousand supply is going to save them. They're just cool and it's a thousand supply, so it'll do well. Yeah, the other thing that I'm looking at on their Twitter is that um when I look at the the followers that I know, um, it it is just alphamint people, which is nothing wrong with that. <laughs> I mean, we do right. have um, a pretty good pulse on, or you know, our fingers on the pulse of of good projects and, and what we're looking for. So honestly, that that is kind of uh, a good indicator. But I don't see any of the big names that you would hope ape into a project. Like you're not seeing the Zenecas, you're not seeing the Beanies, you're not seeing the uh, Shamdus, and you know. Whether or not they're just sitting on the sidelines for the time being might be the case. Uh, you know, we talked about it earlier and yesterday. There's a lot of people at NFT NYC, which is, you know, they're, they're, those are people that are often leading discussions and keeping the ball rolling in this world. Um, and, and they're I, all drunk right now. And they keep posting the pictures done. of it. If, if you saw yeah, Bored Apes last night, whoa. Yeah, I'm kind of jealous. I've got my uh, mutants and I've got no use out of them because I'm on the wrong side of the world. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking forward to NFT Idaho. That's the one that I'm going to be able to make. <laughs> what did they have? They had Chris Rock. The opening act was Beck. And who else? They had one other big uh, big act. So who was the, the, the main act then? Beck? I didn't see. That's what I was asking. Yeah. I love Beck. You know, that's a <laughs> definitely a TBT for me. I'm just curious as to like if anybody under the age of 25 was there and was like, <laughs> fuck this what guy. Is this? 
even Chris Rock, it's like, who who is this old guy doing they, comedy? They, I was not aware they managed to get Chris Rock for the um, for they the did. party. That's pretty is yeah. Chris Rock at the point in his career where you can say managed to get Chris Rock, or is Chris Rock like, hey man, like I'm I'm available? He does that. It's it's I, a million bucks, and he's basically just an MC. He has it, like three is it a jokes. million bucks for him to do it? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Yep. Yep. Well, if anybody is interested in having me host their NFT party, I can do it for <laughs> substantially less. I promise you that. <laughs> You'll take 100K. You'll take oh, 100K. God. Yeah. If that, you know, offer me a free plane <laughs> ticket out of fucking Canada right now and I'm in. <laughs> somewhere warm. Yeah. Somewhere uh, warmer Canada. than Canada. Like, I'm not doing NFT Alaska this time of year. <laughs> oh, I love it. Scott's I, I hear it's great. Scott just said in the chat that Chris lost. Chris uh, looked real confused to be there. So uh, yeah, he did. It was awkward. It was awkward. If someone yeah, could yeah. link the videos, that'd be great because I have not seen it. Yeah, go look at them. It like everyone was celebrating, but when you hear the bit, like it's just it feels awkward and forced. Like it's not, you know, it's not one of his comedy routines. Maybe this is a top signal for uh, board apes. <laughs> I, I, can anything go low? You know cats to them they've maintained their price during this uh during this pullback pretty much yeah i i don't like i don't actually have anything against chris rock or Beck. like <laughs> it's weird trying to find like the relevance to the to the nft scene but i guess it is just getting some people out there and, and getting the name out there but you know is, is chris rock gonna turn into an ambassador for the nft space like you know what's snoop doing he's got to be in, in new york yeah, Cosmo de Medici. No, I don't know. Uh, I haven't seen him at any of these parties, so I don't Did mean you, I went. Um, I didn't see the pictures. <laughs> FMC, you're in New York, aren't you? Did you yeah. um, head down, did you head down to the conference at all? And nope, uh, nope, no, no. Even even if I had gotten tickets, I don't I don't like conferences. I find them very awkward and weird, and I don't know. I've I've never I had I used to go to conferences for other industries that I was in and it just made me hate the industry I was in and in a past life free market was definitely part of the furry society (laughs) (laughs) look the furries were right look at us now we're all fucking different animals the furries the whole time. Uh, so a community that I don't know has uh, jumped into the NFT space, and I think I'm comfortable with them staying away from it. No offense to anybody that may or may they organized the Wadi project. They they did the Wadis, the furries. Is that true? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I get Cobain once a day. Once oh, a day with my dry uh, dry wit. You know, you, you type into Discord. <laughs> with voice to text so i mean your dry humor gets drier with siri every every time siri fucking translates you then you hit send and i'm like is this guy fucking for real right now like i i can i try and read it back in his voice which is like this just you know but sometimes i just don't get it man sorry sorry siri needs to learn to interpret your laugh behind things ha 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 yeah ja 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 um, all right. Anyone wants to uh, else wants to jump up on stage? We got a couple more minutes. Um, as always, I appreciate Illidan hopping up on here. And uh, you know, if you have a if you have a camera and we start to do more of these YouTube things, you can uh, you can jump on too if you want. We'll make it a little yeah, guest yeah. feature or something. Yeah, maybe I'll, I'll put on like a little mask or something. Um, and, yeah, uh, yeah, okay, fair I'm enough. Not, I'm not very public. <laughs> like if you look at my tw- like, you know what? 
Um, my fucking Twitter has, I think, like 10 or 15 fucking followers. Like my first, it's a 10-year-old Twitter account, right? Because I saved my name and that was pretty much it. The, uh, the, my first tweet ever from this uh, 10-year-old account was by BitCloud Public Key, who verified myself. There you go. <laughs> no, man, honestly, I understand the uh, not only the desire for pseudonymity, but also the importance of it for, for some people. So, um, you know, I always think about that uh, that guy that did the Jeevils project, and he goes on all the interviews wearing that, like, full balaclava with the, with the writing uh, all yeah. over it. Uh, quite a yeah. character in the space. The Roadmap, um, Chris, and, Chris and Maz did an interview with him that was pretty good. How they uh, how they doing? I remember that um, mint being absolutely nuts. But then that was like the gas war of the year. Yeah. So yeah. I bought the absolute top of that pre reveal. Um, I bought <laughs> I, I bought two of them for one ETH each. Uh, I managed to exit one of them for a half ETH. The other one I'm kind of just keeping. You know, maybe they have their day. Maybe they don't. It's it's a sunk cost at this point. But yeah, um, how are they doing right now? I think they're around point two right now, which I, I guess for this market isn't isn't fucking awful. <laughs> that's that's fucking hard, isn't it? When you're like, oh, I'm down a cool eighty percent, but that's that's yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, no, only eighty <laughs> percent. That's more Ethereum than ninety nine percent of the world has. Yeah, and we'll ever have. Yeah, I, I love doing little math things like that when you start to divide <laughs> it out over the whole. Yeah. Uh, Drip, what's up? Welcome, uh, welcome to the stage. Can you guys hear me? Mm-hmm. Settings are all fucked. Um, I was going to say to you, sound great. To and, uh, beautiful thing about living in the metaverse is you don't have to show your own face. You can use a character, you can use a picture, you can use fucking anything to represent you and still be technically on video. Yeah, yeah true. I mean, for anybody that's known me back in, in BitCloud days and particularly talking in clouded ones was uh, I'm a big subscriber to Bology's future of, you know, the pseudonymous economy where, um, you know, there's the separation of uh, personal and professional and, you know, working and operating in the metaverse, you still have a verifiable reputation. And, you know, we talked about profile pictures or these identities being associated with you Um I, I do think that there's going to become a point, uh, a point in time where your online metaverse identity is going to be just as important as your personal identity. But, you know, provided you can be careful about it and not dox yourself, you know, you can live two separate lives where you don't have to be the person at work that you are in in person. No, yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, I mean, yeah, look, like there's a bunch of pe- like there's a bunch of people that, you know, know who I am and they know who I am. But just um like as a kid maybe this is going to dox me a little bit too much already but like as a kid i uh i sort of saw what it was like to um to have certain elements um around you all the time for uh, for security and it's a fucking pain in the ass so like you know when people don't know who you are it's a bit easier holy shit what did we just stumble <laughs> upon now now this this yeah. is content everybody we're extending the show 30 minutes let's go interview yeah so okay actually not extending the show 30 minutes but maybe um if you can carefully um curate your story into something that won't give it away if you'd be interested in talking about something like that more as a like um an actual segment like definitely i think everybody's ears just kind of peaked up there 
We don't want to get I anyone mean, assassinated. No, no. Yeah, no. I mean, it's 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 just um, like I don't know. I mean, in, in, this is not necessarily to do with crypto specifically, but I mean, definitely with crypto, there are tons of people that get fucking kidnapped for their keys and all sorts of shit. But like, even um, even well before that. Uh, just because of um, where in the world I was at the time and like what my um, dad was up to, like you had to have security and shit, and it's it's not fun. Like you might think, oh, it was really fucking cool to do this shit. It's it's not. It's a fucking pain in the ass. So yeah, it sounds you know, quite restrictive, like, actually. Yeah, and I mean, like I like going out to a festival. I'm usually that you know loud, obnoxious Aussie guy, fucking annoying everybody. Um, I so, thought you were you know, Irish. You can, <laughs> and uh yeah i mean you can't do shit like that if there's if you always need to be um looking over your shoulder and stuff so sure you know well I mean, you know what i mean if you want to like kind of think about how how that background would um kind of make you bullish on like why the metaverse exists or you know pseudonymy um you know that'd be something amazing to honestly i could talk about this for hours Let's hear it. <laughs> Not right now, but yeah. So uh, I, I think on that note, unless anybody else has anything they want to chime in with, uh, we could probably wrap it up. This has been a, a pretty good show, actually. You know, the the state of the, the union is that it, things are quiet out there with the combination of the bear market, DeFi and NFT NYC happening. Um, but there, you but know, gas you- is coming down. But gas has been coming down. Yeah, so. what's it? Oh, it's only at one ninety one right now. All right, let's go. <laughs> I mean, it, it's, it's like just now, but I mean, you know, it's actually getting close to about a hundred. Yeah, I did um, see that earlier. That's a it's a good sign for sure. So you know, lots of things to look forward to, and like kind of we've been saying constantly. Um, you know what? Actually, I I listened to uh, the What Bitcoin Did podcast with Peter McCormick, and uh, you know he is. He's not quite full Bitcoin maxi like he'll entertain the conversation of why these things are and aren't relevant. And I do enjoy that conversation. Um, But, you know, one of the things that he always says is uh, bull markets are a lot of fun, but very unproductive. And, you know, most of the work gets done during the bear market when you can actually dig deep on these topics. And it's not, you know, the content isn't always like price, 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 price. Uh, Yeah these weekly cycles change the price all the time, but when the floor is kind of suppressed and everybody's kind of taking a breather, uh, it's, it's, there's lots of great topics to actually dig into. And, uh, you can, you could fill out weeks of conversation with it, honestly. So board um, apes, board apes was built during the last bear market. That's right. Uh, yeah. When NFT, when top shot crashed and all those guys who were loyalists and in that forum had nothing to do. That's when the builders build, man. It's during these times. You got it. Um, okay, on that on that note, yeah, sorry, I do I'll have to you. run. No, no, it's all good. I do have to go uh, pick up my uh, my dog from the uh, dog groomer. So, um, fair enough. He's looking. He's going to be looking handsome. So, anyways, thanks, guys. I did end up recording all of this. I should be able to send it off, and maybe we could do something with it. If not, time, uh, same place, same time, same place. Tomorrow, we'll yep. do it again. And uh, yeah, I'm looking looking forward to the weekend and the the weeks ahead. So, uh, cheers! Thanks for jumping up, Illidan Free Market. Always a pleasure. And to anybody left in the audience, thanks for tuning in. It's always great to have you here, and we will uh, we'll start over tomorrow. So, cheers. <laughs>